What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee because they have not been feeling the love recently. You guys have been letting them down. Yep, we said it. Our longest and most loyal partner today, Strava Craft Coffee, has not felt the love lately, so we need you to change that. They're offering a new code so everyone can get in on an even better deal than they've ever offered before. That's promo code DNVR25. That's the new magical code. DNVR25 will get you 25% off your order of Strava Craft Coffee. And if you want to try it, cup first we'll swing by the dnvr bar and get a cup of strava craft cold brew on tap and then use that code dnvr25 for your first order at 25 percent off and then after that subscribe and you'll save 20 percent off every single time you order through strava craft coffee when you subscribe and you can have it sent to your door every two four six or eight weeks or whatever you want so make sure to check them out and use that promo code dnvr25 because not only is it delicious smooth coffee but it packs that cb benefit, which helps relieve aches, pains, migraines, headaches, anything that's going on, it helps relieve. So make sure to check them out over at Strava Craft Coffee and use that code DNVR25. All right, Mace, let's hop into the show. into the DNVR Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my man, Andrew Mason. And before we hop into the show, got to tell you about our friends over at MSU Denver Online. MSU Denver Online has the best online education that you can get. They mastered the art of online education, and it's affordable. One of the things that MSU Denver Online does is they make sure that you can still live your life and take classes. So make sure to check them out over at MSU Denver Online. My boy, Mace, what's going on, my friend? Happy schedule release day. Yeah, although I don't think this is going the the way the NFL wanted it to because there are more leaks on this thing than the damn Titanic. Yeah. This is this is tough for the NFL right now, but good for us. Good for, good for all the fans as Mace, we almost know half the Broncos schedule right now. Yeah, it's the league's going to have to do something about this. If they really want if they really want to have something big, uh, you know, with with the schedule release, I kind of get that. I mean, they basically turned uh tonight into a celebration of the schedule, but the thing is you know, the more, you know, the, the more you put something out through the, pl- the the plumbing, the easier it is to have leaks in the pipes. And this thing is just bursting left and right right now. There's Zach, there's a pretty good chance we're going to be able to put together the entire Broncos schedule before the Broncos actually release it officially at 545. 
Yeah, I think you're absolutely right on that. And speaking of the official schedule release, we'll be going live when we know all 17 games. We'll be going live at 6 p.m. So make sure to subscribe to this YouTube channel. If you're tuning in anywhere else, make sure to jump over and watch us on YouTube. That's where you get the best streaming quality. And also hit us with a thumbs up, subscribe, and turn on those alerts so you know right when we go live tonight. And of course, when we go live every single day of the week, we would really appreciate that, guys, hitting us up with that with that. That thumbs up really helps us. But Mace, before we know all 17 games, let's dive in to what we know right now and what we know about the Broncos schedule. Well, we've got, what, seven games that we already know of. I'll just read them for you right now. We already know week one, two, and three. Week one, Broncos on the road against the Giants. Week two, Broncos on the road against Jacksonville. Week three, the Broncos' first home game, they are hosting the New York Jets. Week six, they're hosting the Raiders. Week eight, they're hosting the Washington football team. Week 14, they're hosting the Detroit Lions. And week 16, a December game out in Las Vegas, the day after Christmas, uh, the Broncos will play the Raiders in week 16. So, Mace, of those seven games, what are your takeaways? There's another one that we know from my uh, co-host on radio, Eric Goodman. Ravens in week four at home. In the afternoon. So there we go. We start we start with two with back to back road games and then back to back Mm -hmm. home games. Yeah. And let's let's talk about those first three games in particular. When you go Giants, Jaguars, Jets. Zach, there's a chance for something that has eluded Vic Fangio since he came to the Broncos, and that is a fast start. 0-4 0-4 mm-hmm. in 2019, 0-3 in 2020. If they start 0-3 this year, Zach, um, I know we've said that the seat's going to get hot. I think the seat's going to be damn well on fire if they start 0-3 against the Giants, Jaguars, and 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 Jets. That, that's, uh, that, that is a massive problem considering what we know about, you know, with those games out of the way, what surely lurks, lurks behind that is going to be considerably tougher. So, you know, you, you, it's essential to get off to a fast start in those first three games. And I would say it, it's likely the Broncos do start at least two and one. But if they're 0-3, my God, the season, then, you know, basically it's going to be, it's going to be DEFCON 1 around here. Yeah, even though there's two road games in that stretch, yeah. mates, even if they're one and two, it's going to be very rough because then you're you're very, very well easily looking at one and three playing the Ravens in week four. And so, Mace, that would be really bad news for Vic Fangio, not just being the head coach and, and having a losing record after playing three teams that did not have a winning record last year. And in fact... To the two teams with the the first and second overall pick, the two worst teams in the NFL last year, but it would probably mean bad news for the Broncos' defense as well. Either terrible news for the offense, meaning they're not putting up more than 10 or 13 points, or the defense is not as good as we think because this sets up really well for Vic Fangio's defense specifically. First game, you play the Giants. Unless Daniel Jones does take a big step, which some people believe he can take, but if he doesn't take a big step, Mace, he's a turnover machine. The Broncos could feast off Daniel Jones in week one playing out there in New York. And then in week two, 
And three, you're playing rookie quarterbacks. Now, I know Trevor Lawrence is going to be a great quarterback in this league, but Mace, this will be his second game in the NFL. Vic Fangio and this highest paid NFL defense should be able to to feast uh, off Trevor Lawrence. And then same thing, week three against the Jets, you're playing a rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, who'll be making his third start in the NFL coming from BYU. This defense, Mace, this defense should be off to a fast start, and we shouldn't be seeing the issues that that have plagued them in the past of not being able to get to the quarterback, of not being able to create turnovers. We should be able to see a defense that is able to fly around the ball, get the ball, maybe even score points on their own and not have a problem to start the season. Yeah, you you, you would hope so. Um, another thing, this is, this is unrelated, but uh, I, I'm just kind of searching through this, and there's – there's somebody who put this out there who said, I have sources in the hotel business. And this is, and by the way, you can find, you can go to at leaks NFL and they're compiling all the schedule leaks. And this is interesting because it's something we've talked about uh, earlier. What if I told you that green Bay of their eight home games has three in prime time and another on national television on a holiday. So half wow. of their home, half of their home schedule is nationally televised. That's four games. Either uh, the NFL loves Jordan Love, or they think Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Green Bay. Yes, I mean for the for the those in the tinfoil crowd, and uh, I, I'm certainly curious. I, I'm certainly uh, one of them when when it comes to this particular thing. Now, granted, you can flex out of of any game you want, of any Sunday night game you want, for example, but. Uh, that's that to me is very interesting that uh, uh, that there's this floating out there about the Packers home schedule that for the gate that four of the games are nationally televised, three of them in prime time, two of them on Sunday night football. Yeah, that that is interesting. And that's kind of what we were hoping to to see from the NFL in terms of the Broncos and how they right. were treating the Broncos. But what I will say, Mace, is uh, what we know about the Broncos schedule so far. We know more early games than late games, and we mm-hmm. haven't seen any primetime games pop up. So maybe we're going to see the Chiefs in December, uh, the Chargers in December as well, and, and maybe those will be the primetime games that uh, that will tip the hat to the NFL at least considering and acknowledging that Aaron Rodgers could end up in Denver. Well, that uh, that at Leaks NFL feed actually has one has a Bronco primetime game on its schedule noted. And that is week seven, Thursday night football at Broncos at Browns, according to okay. at Leaks NFL. Because, yeah, they, well, and, they, yeah, yeah. So that, that would be the one that'd be the one primetime game that we know. And that would that you said that's a Thursday night game. That would be a Thursday night game. Yes. Yeah. And so that that's not a surprise right there. I mean, you know, Baker versus uh, versus anyone is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Baker versus Aaron Rodgers Thursday night. We doesn't every team get a Thursday night game, Mace? Yes. Every team gets a Thursday, a Thursday game because the NFL wants to make sure that the disadvantage of playing on a short week is shared equally throughout the throughout the league and that's why for example you'll see whoever gets that you know that of course you have that week one thursday night game and that isn't a short week but you'll usually you usually see those teams in week one on thursday night play again on thursday later in the year because they want everyone to deal with a short week presumably once over the course of a schedule so that's why uh, so that's why for example you uh if you see the cowboys 
on Thursday night football, it's usually the week after Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving's their short week, and then they have a full week before Thursday night football. So that's that's one of the things that allows the NFL to set up Thursday night as something where everybody everybody gets on, gets their shot in primetime at least once, of course. That's led to so many Titans-Jaguars games over the years on Thursday night football that I think drive people crazy. But I don't think Titans-Jaguars is going to be the unattractive matchup this year that it has been in a lot of previous years. No, it's certainly not. And the reason that I confirmed with you that uh, that every team plays on Thursday night is yeah. that doesn't really tip the hand right. of the NFL saying, you know, Broncos, we think they're going to have Aaron Rodgers or they're not. Every team gets it. Broncos, right. Browns, Thursday night. It really seems like Broncos, Browns typically always gets a little primetime action and so some off off schedule primetime action uh, played on Saturdays. The couple of I think the past two times they've played have been on Saturdays. Uh, so that that's interesting there. And, yeah, uh, there's, there's another another interesting thing also kind of in regards to like green to Green Bay here, and it's this. Right now, of course, in Week One, the Broncos are playing the Giants. And that's at two twenty-five p.m. Eastern, so that means it's in the late window for Fox, and Fox has the double header. The other game in Week One in that window for Fox is Packers at Saints. So literally that gives Fox maximum flexibility because they can look at where Aaron Rodgers is and say, okay, if Aaron Rodgers is a Packer, we're going to send our number one crew and make to new Orleans and make Packers saints, our primary game. If Aaron Rodgers is a Bronco there, we can, we'll send our crew to, to MetLife stadium and Broncos giants, Aaron Rodgers' debut will be a primary game. So you're kind of having it both ways there uh, with, with that possibility. And that, yeah, the, there's really no <laughs> doubt on how they will decide that, Mace. It, Aaron yes. Rodgers is the one tipping the scales there. Sure, if, if he's playing in New York, that's a great matchup. You got New York versus Aaron yeah. Rodgers. If he's out there in, in Green Bay, well, you start off the Jameis Winston era with a little primetime game, or, or I should say nationally televised game there. So, yeah, the, the uh, Fox is doing a great job. They worked that out very well for themselves. <laughs> yeah, love that, that was really that was really smart. They, they, it's basically like if you're play, if you're if you're watching a baseball game, you're monitoring on DraftKings, and you see the odds changing. It's like I sometimes do. If I time it right, I get to where it's a situation where I've got bets placed on both teams relative to how the odds change. I can't lose. I end up making a profit at the end of the day. So is Fox. They're gonna get they're gonna get Aaron Rodgers no matter what in their prime yeah. in their game of the week in week one. They love that. Yes, they they are. And Mace, how this also sets up specifically looking at the end of this uh, of the season with we know the two Raiders games aren't week 18, the final week of the season. So that means that I would not be surprised, Mace, if we're getting a week 17 or week 18 Broncos Chiefs game and potentially prime time or a nationally televised game that is going to be a late season uh, big time game if, if if the Broncos have Aaron Rodgers. And I think the NFL is counting on that right now because what we know is that the, the last game of the season will be Broncos Chiefs or Broncos Chargers because mm -hmm. of the way the NFL likes to close that out. We know it's not going to be Broncos Raiders. And to me, Mace, man, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, that is a juicy one to put in the final two weeks. So I would put my money on that being one of the final two games uh, of the schedule. Yeah, the other interesting thing is uh, just looking in general at the at what the end of the season might look like. 
what we've learned about the early part of the season, Zach, is we don't see a lot of division games early. So is it a backloaded division schedule? This is something that I we've, I know we've touched on a little bit here that if you're thinking, all right, you might have Rogers in, in the mix here. Uh, what does that mean for divisional games? Do they, do they stick both Broncos chiefs games late? And that's, uh, that's something that I think is worth watching out for regardless of whether they get on national television right away when the schedule is re- is released today. And the other thing, of course, the week set, the weeks, the week 18 games that come into play, there's a lot of flexibility involved with them because they're good. The NFL on short notice is going to be able to take two of those Sunday games and play them on Saturday, January 8th in national windows. And then of course, one of them will be, the end regular season ending Sunday night game. And that is a week where CBS and Fox cannot protect any games. So the league just takes what it wants for those primetime windows. So let's say the Broncos come up short on national television games, but Broncos chiefs is a week seven is a week 18 game. Then I would say the chances are good that you would see Broncos Chiefs be one of those national games if Aaron Rodgers becomes a Bronco. Because uh, yeah, can you I, imagine? Can you imagine closing the regular season with a meaningful Mahomes Rogers game? Oh, oh, it would be it would wow. be everything, everything for for the NFL. That would be huge. And Mace, I think what we're going to be talking about is maybe potentially a December Broncos Chiefs game and a January Broncos Chiefs game. And then yeah. heck, you never know. Maybe you're talking about an early February Broncos Chiefs game as mm-hmm. well to uh to, in the playoffs as well. That would be that awesome for the NFL and of course for us. And we are setting up for a really backloaded uh division schedule for the Broncos because we know the first four weeks aren't going to be division games. So the earliest it could be is week five. And if that's the case, then you're going to have back-to-back AFC West games for the Broncos because you have the Raiders in week six there as well. And this is something where you want to start getting some road games in your division early because you know that the Raiders game, the first one is home, the second one is away. What you don't want to do is have to end you know, three road games against your division to end the year or even two road games. So Mm -hmm. when we continue to see more leaks, Mace, that's something that I would want to see is some early road games within the division. Man, if you can play Kansas City in October in Arrowhead and then in December in Denver, that would be ideal. We have not seen the NFL do that very recently or very often, so I wouldn't expect that. But maybe we're talking about a uh, an October Chargers game out there in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, all these leaks are coming in fast and furious, and it's fascinating to see. Um, it's fascinating to see see what they mean. Like uh, here's an example: we're talking about what the NFL might think of of Aaron, of the Packers and what happens with Aaron Rodgers, right? Yep. What if I told you, though, that the post-Drew Brees New Orleans Saints have one, two, three, four, five primetime games with four of those primetime games coming on Thanksgiving or later? What, what would, so if I, I tell you that, and, and we, the Saints could be a dud of a draw if Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill don't pan out. 
and they're getting they're getting the same treatment schedule wise that you would have expected from them with Drew Brees as their quarterback. So maybe we're put we're putting kind of too much into this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. Wow. That's something or there, you know, a dark horse to get uh to get the uh yes. to get Aaron Rodgers has been the Saints. I mean, maybe they're <laughs> thinking that that could be it. I certainly don't think that'll be yes. the case with the Saints absolute uh cap terribleness they're going through right now i don't think that would be the case but uh yeah maybe they're saying you know new orleans is a big city they're gonna draw a big crowd we know green bay is a historic franchise and mace denver also typically does very well on primetime games and of course that helps with peyton manning we have seen the numbers decrease on the number of games that the broncos get in primetime uh over these past few years when the broncos haven't been good but when the broncos are relevant they are a good primetime team so uh would expect Expect to see a couple. I mean, way more than just that Thursday night game, Mace. I, I would say to expect at least two more. And then I think if we start seeing four or more primetime games, that's the NFL really hedging their bets that Aaron Rodgers is coming to. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, this is crazy. Now, what would they? What would then you think if uh, the Broncos only had one or two primetime games? Kind of what they've had the last few years. What would that tell you? Mm. Well, I think I think that means that uh, they think that he's staying in Green Bay. But Mace, what what this this doesn't really matter because it's not like the NFL knows, right? They yeah. don't know what Aaron Rodgers is doing, and they're just waiting till six p.m. tonight to release it. They don't know. Now, maybe they've tried to do some digging in these past ten days mm-hmm. to really try to find out if Green Bay is going to trade him, and maybe that's what that that's what we find out is how how willing is Green Bay going to be to trade be to trade him uh and that's what the nfl is is going to tell us tonight at 6 p.m the other thing is also how much of this was done before the draft and we know about the schedule putting together this is a a laborious process that is is done over months is it possible that so much of this was done before the draft that if the broncos are low on primetime games, and then you see, and you see, like, say that the Packers are heavy on primetime games. Maybe it's not simply okay. We believe Aaron Rodgers is going to be a, going to be a Packer, and maybe that that it's maybe it's people in Green Bay saying, yeah, we'll find a way to to, to get him done, and being optimistic. But maybe it's just this thing was 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 pretty much done by mid-April, and your release, and they did the one thing that has been mentioned by the league is. Right, they're releasing it now, as opposed to they used to release it in April. They changed it. They did it before the draft. It was changed last year because everything that was floating around regarding COVID and what the season might look like, and they decided to keep it in May for this year because they felt like it had maximum effect. So, what if uh, it's entirely possible? Sometimes uh, the simplest answer is the correct one. It's entirely possible that that they had this thing in the can by mid-April, just like they do every year. And that they've just been sitting on it and that in no way is it going to reflect the notion that Aaron Rodgers could be a Bronco. It's very true. It's very true. And and that could be, you know, maybe another reason why uh, the Saints have so many primetime games. Now, I would expect that they figure that Drew Brees was retiring, but he announced that very late in the mm-hmm. process. So, you know, we'll we'll try to read into this and see if there's any fire there. Uh, but of course, the Packers don't don't know. And, you know, Vegas still has the Packers as the favorite for Aaron Rodgers to play his next snap. And that makes sense because he's on the Packers right now. How often? 
We've never seen an NFL MVP traded uh, when he was still the reigning MVP. So it, it's just not that often. You never see it happen. But Mace, that's why it's just incredible that you never mm-hmm. see this happen. And the Broncos are almost at plus 100, according to our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So, man, I'm, I love that this schedule is leaking throughout the day. And like mm-hmm. I said, we're going to be live with the schedule release today at 6 p.m. when we know exactly what's going on to break it down. And Mace, real quick, do have some news coming out about the Broncos' right tackle search. Charles Leno, someone who they were very interested in, is signing with the Washington football team. So the Broncos will face Charles Leno this year, but they won't be getting him. Uh, How much of a blow is that to their search? Uh, it's not really a big blow. I mean, they've got uh, other guys that are in play. Bobby Massey, of course, Dennis Kelly, and uh, they, they signed the extra Packer uh, tackle yesterday, although he's depth, basically. He, he's young yes. depth. I mean, basically, I, don't make a big deal out of this. this. This is sort of like when the Broncos brought in Calvin Anderson off waivers. It's, you know, somebody that they probably scouted it and liked. And uh, and now what that what that does is you have, you have two guys who can be right tackle in OTAs, no matter whether you sign one of these veterans or not. So it gives the, it gives the Broncos enough guys to be able to get through OTAs without having, uh, without panicking. And uh, I think I, I would, I would say this, uh, the notion of just having somebody who is, is young developing and you bring him in there just for depth. It maybe uh, lends credence to the thought that they're going to see what Calvin Anderson has for a week or two. Maybe, maybe. And today, Mace, those three guys you mentioned, Bobby Massey, Dennis Kelly, and Cameron Fleming, the Broncos are actually having in for a workout or in a visit and potentially a workout today. So they're going to get a a first look at those guys. And there is a chance that they sign one of those guys today. They don't let them leave the building, especially with Charles Leno going off the board. Maybe they get a little bit more desperate if they like one of these guys. Or like you said, you can work out a guy, try him out discuss over the next couple days, discuss over the next couple of weeks, and then sign them. Heck, maybe you even come to an agreement. Let's say Dennis Kelly, Bobby Massey, both veterans in this league. Uh, and you come to an agreement today, but, you know, he doesn't really want to participate in OTAs. The Broncos want to see what they have in Calvin Anderson. So you actually don't see a deal signed until right before training camp. That would not surprise me. It also wouldn't surprise me uh, if they say Calvin Anderson's just depth. We want to sign one of these guys so that he's in here for the next phase of OTAs next week. Yeah, I mean, it's I think there's not really a huge urgency here. If, if the Broncos just want to sit and sit back and wait, because if you get the sense that the tackles, that that there are going to be multiple ones of these tackles that are available in a couple, in a couple of weeks or even next month, I think you can kind of sit back and, and be patient. And, or if you want to get something that done done today, done right now, great. But, uh, it's not something where I think the Broncos need to hit the the panic button just yet. And as we saw last year, oh, there are there are going to be guys that are available in, in June into July. And I don't I don't all these guys the Broncos are bringing in for tryouts. I I would anticipate Zach that at least one of them is still available a month from now, if not two of them that they're bringing today available a month from now. So they can just kind of if they want to, they can just use today as kind of a data gathering a data point gathering uh, session and then, and then circle back on it in a few weeks. So it's, you know, it's, it's a whole thing of you're not playing on Sunday, so you don't have to do anything if you don't want to. 
Right. And, and that's why the Broncos may not do anything. Mace, any of those, uh, those names really jump out to you and say, you can't let this guy leave today, or do you view them all the same? So as long as one of them's available in a month, that's all you care about. I think, I think they're all pretty much the same at this, at this point, maybe a, maybe a slight edge toward a Bobby Massey over the others, because Massey has been a, a, a long-term starter. Whereas uh, Fleming and, and Kelly are guys who've mostly been backup swing guys. Most of, most of their career. I would say this, if I were Calvin Anderson, I would feel better about my chances of being the starter. If it's Fleming or Kelly, than Massey, I think Massey, you bring in, he ends up, he, he's clearly the starter. Fleming and Kelly are guys for most of their careers. They've been swing players. And so if Anderson balls out, takes uh, that huge leap that, uh, that, uh, that could come from being with Mike Munchak for two plus years and finally getting a shot, then you could look at Fleming and Kelly being a swing backup once again, just like they've been most of their careers. Yeah, you could. And man, the way people talk about Dennis Kelly on Twitter, man, Mace, you would think that he's a future Hall of Famer. Just fans love Dennis yeah. Kelly for something. I would probably put Dennis Kelly as my number one. And the reason for that is he's he's trending up. Like you said before last year, he was kind of a backup. Last year, he was a full-time starter and and, and played well, I thought. Uh, Bobby Massey, like you said, has been a starter his whole career, but trending down, at least from what last year showed. And then Cam Fleming, I think Cal Anderson will be thrilled if that's the way that the Broncos go. But we'll, we'll, we may find that out right around 6 p.m. as well, just as well as we're going to find out the schedule, Mace. And any anything else with the schedule that jumps out to you before we jump off here, Mace? Uh, I mean, like I said, like the, the early stuff is interesting. Vic Fangio defense against uh, rookie quarterbacks in, in two of the first three weeks certainly should play uh, – should play into the Broncos' hands um, again. I think uh, the the fast start becomes becomes necessary both for the team uh, and for Vic Fangio. Now that being said, I think you're more you're more likely to have a, a fast start with Aaron Rodgers than you are if it's Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater. But um, if it's ultimately Locke or Bridgewater, if Rodgers doesn't pan out. There's a real chance to get some momentum here, and uh, you know, the, you know, it's it's all about kind of putting wins in the bank. And all if you can come out through a Giants, Jaguars, Jets opening three games and put to three and put three wins in the bank, then uh, you're you're in a position where you're gonna you're gonna hang around and contend for a while, even even if you have slip ups later on in the year. Frankly, Zach, I I love this opening for the Broncos because it gives them a chance to get the confidence that they weren't able to get early in the last couple of years. I mean, you go back to, uh, you go back to 2019, for example, Vic's first year on the job, you open at the Raiders where you'd lost late in the previous season. And of course you open by losing there. And then your and then your first home game is against Chicago. And then they're coming off being 12 and four. Then you go to green Bay. And I think, when that 2019 schedule came out, I thought, "Oh boy, if they can't, if they can't uh, improve their form against the Raiders, they're going to start off 0 and 3." And indeed, indeed, it got to 0 and 4. And then you go to 2020, and you open with the Titans coming off of being in the AFC Championship. You go to Pittsburgh, always good, always always tough, and then, and then, and and, and then you go from from there uh, in, into Week Three, and it was, you know, you, you looked at these schedules and said, "Well, there's." Uh, 
there's not really the chance to kind of get your to get your footing. You've got to come out punching right away. This opening, Zach, gives the Broncos a chance to, I wouldn't say ease into it, but build some confidence that they haven't been able to build in the early season. So that's that's huge for this team. Huge. Yeah, Vic. Yeah, it, it really is huge. I, I believe Vic Fangio could get potentially his first win in September with with these games the way they shake out. And Mace, what could also mean is it set up for either a brutal stretch in the middle of the season or a brutal stretch at the end of the season. If it is one of those, and the tough games are all kind of clunked together uh, with the easy games being at the beginning and then somewhere else in the schedule, then that that I would rather have it in the middle so that you you start strong. You kind of struggle, but then you can bounce back and finish strong as opposed to having to count on a strong finish in order to make the playoffs when you have to face the toughest part of your schedule. And that's, again, something that we will find out in just a couple of hours. But a hot start is something that Vic Fangio needs that let's say it's Drew Locke to get some momentum for him or Teddy Bridgewater with his first four games with the Broncos getting a hot start would be key, especially for Vic and to cool down that seat uh, a little bit and, and feel comfortable. Finally, I don't know if he's ever truly felt comfortable in terms of where the team was at in a season since he's been the coach these past two years, but Mace, before we hop well, out no, of we here, got, what, no, we got, oh, I got another one for you here. Oh, um, hit me. Uh, Philadelphia. According to uh, at, at Leaks NFL, Philadelphia week 10 okay. at home. So Washington is week eight. Yep. Philadelphia is week 10. And then another leak on, and then uh looks like um, I'm looking here to see if I, if there was another, another thing on there. So that means you talk about kind of soft stretches, Zach. We talked about that early season. And if you're looking at Washington and Philadelphia, in a three-week span of midseason, there's a chance maybe for another soft underbelly of the schedule where you can get some momentum there at the having having home games against Washington and Philly. I think you're putting those down as dubs based on the fact that they're at home, based on what those teams are, and that uh, that's something that I think again gives another chance for the Broncos to kind of catch their breath and find their footing. The question is. Where does the tough stretch of the schedule come uh, that way by process of elimination? Maybe it's in October. Maybe it's in December, man. And if the bye week happens to be week nine, right in the middle of those two games, that would be a perfect stretch for the Broncos to step back, catch their breath a little bit, stay at home, then get a bye then stay at home again. That could be an ideal place for that, especially week nine and oh. an 18 game, 18 week season. That could be absolutely perfect yeah. for the Broncos. So that's something that, that we'll be, we'll be looking at and, and uh, analyzing as well, but that could be a nice little break for the Broncos. That's for sure. Mason, any other, some, any other leaks? Well, we got someone commenting Dallas week nine. So actually think about that for a moment. If that's the case, you you would have Washington, Dallas, Philadelphia. A NFC East games back to back to back. Now Dallas, of course, yep. would be a road game, and I would certainly say that of those three games, uh, that's the toughest one. And I don't expect Dallas to be sitting there in that six and ten, seven and nine range again this year. But uh, once again, you know you're you're looking at a point in the schedule where I wouldn't say catch your breath, but you've got a chance to build some momentum there in the middle in the middle part of it and just kind of putting everything to get together uh zach i think we're going to see the, the the chiefs games in the last six seven weeks of the year i think we're going to see december january chiefs games kind of like we uh guessed earlier in the schedule in the schedule 
Yep, exactly, exactly. And man, you get to play the NFC least in three straight weeks. That wouldn't be too shabby for the Broncos. And kick off your season against one of those teams as well. That wouldn't be too bad, man. This schedule is flying. And Mace, maybe we just stay live until 6 and then just roll into our schedule release party then. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But really quick, guys, got to get to my DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week. And it kind of goes along these lines. Looking at rookie quarterbacks, Mace, I am just shocked that Trevor Lawrence is plus 300. I'm surprised that he's not right around 100 or even the heavy favorite. I think you jump on this right now and get Trevor Lawrence at plus 300 to be rookie of the year. He's going to have all the hype once the season comes around. He's been overshadowed by some other quarterbacks, by all the other drama this offseason. And now he's being over overshadowed by Tim Tebow a little bit. But once the season comes around, all eyes are going to be on Trevor Lawrence again. And to get him at plus money to win rookie of the year i think it's easy i love hitting that now because i think that's going to drastically change yeah you know what i'm gonna go with week one because we already have week one lines out broncos are one and a half point favorites according to DraftKings sportsbook against the giants i'm i'm taking that thank you give me the broncos in week one easy that's that's a game i expect to win no matter the the broncos are uh yeah It does depend on who the quarterback is? No, no matter who. I'm taking the Broncos week one. Yeah, and and obviously if the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, you are so thrilled that you got that line right now. But obviously some hedging there. Little surprise that the Broncos are road favorites, especially with what we've talked about, how, how tough of starts they've had to their season under Vic Fangio. So I like that, though. I like it only one and a half points and uh, going on the road to New York. Well, Mace, before we get out of here, got to tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook because that's where you can get in on all of these bets. And I love looking at every single NFL bet that they have. I like to stick with NFL for the most part because that's what I know the best. But if you know UFC or you want to get in on UFC 262, there's some big names this weekend from Nate Diaz to Michael Chandler. There's going to be no shortage of action over at DraftKings Sportsbook, and they're giving you a chance to turn $1 into $100 on betting on a fighter. Here's what you have to do. Bet $1 on select fighters, and if they win, you'll win $100 in this weekend's UFC 262. There's no better way to show your MMA knowledge than putting your money where your mouth is. And also, if you don't want to do MMA, let's say you want to look at, at the week one of the NFL season. Well, get those lines, especially with the Broncos games, without Aaron Rodgers. Or, of course, we got some playoff hockey, playoff basketball coming around. Get in on that as well. And, of course, baseball. Uh, although, I wish the Rockies were more fun to bet on. But you can still get in. And one of the things I love about DraftKings Sportsbook is they have daily odds boosts, which just make it so fun. Turn a a plus 100 bet into over plus 200, which is great. So make sure to head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on the main card fighter to win. Place your bet, watch the fist fly this weekend to turn $1 into $100 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. And Mace, 
That'll do it for us on the live side of this. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And remember, hit us with the like. And then also tune in tonight at 6 p.m. where we will break down the entire 17-game schedule with you. Right now, Mason and I are going to hop over into the podcast section of this. So make sure to find us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Just search Broncos and we'll be the first one that pops up. But for everyone tuning in live, thanks so much. Mason, let's hop into the comment section. And just like that, we're rolling into the comment section. Thank you all so much for rolling with us on the podcast side of this. We really appreciate it. And one thing that we would also really appreciate is if you became a member and joined our family over at DNVR. And boy, this is a fantastic time to do that. Not only the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes, which we're breaking down everything. OTAs starting up soon. And then, of course, training camp is just right around the corner. Cannot believe we're really just two months away from training camp that is wild but of course if you become a member of our family you don't just get all of our broncos coverage you get all of our coverage including some exciting playoffs that are coming up with abs and nuggets and there's no better place to get in on the action than over with us at the dnvr we have got it all for you guys and we are going to have the best playoff coverage ever so make sure to join us go to the dnvr.com to become a member and when you become an annual member you'll get a free dnvr shirt of your choice you get to pick it out it's some comfy shirt we just dropped a new shirt yesterday a cool cool nugget shirt so make sure to check it out and also if you stop by the bar to watch some playoffs you'll get free extra raffle tickets at all of the watch parties to win some free gear so make sure when you get those raffle tickets to mention that you're a member and you'll get extra raffle tickets because of that we also got a dnvr golf league coming up soon and of course a members only discord where twitter can be pretty toxic if you're not just looking at schedule leaks uh and so that discord that we've got is not toxic at all it's a great place to talk sports and be with our community. And of course, if you're at the bar, make sure to get a big beer, which you'll get for the price of a small beer if you're a member. So there's so many reasons to join. And on top of all of that, you really support us. We'd really appreciate it. So head over to thednvr.com and become a member with us. Yep. I also want to tell you about our friends over friends over at Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. And you guys know that we love our Breck beers and seltzers. But what we love even more this summer is the fact that Breckenridge Brewery is teaming up with the National Parks Conservation Association this year. The tragic fires in Colorado were absolutely devastating for so many last year. And this is one of the many reasons that Breck is donating 1% of all of its profits this summer to the National Parks Conservation Association. That's right. If you buy one pint or a pack of Breck Brews, you're donating that 1% to helping our great outdoors. We'll be hosting a few fun events at the DMVR Bar to promote this awesome collaboration. You can come on down, drink a Breck brew or seltzer, and go away with some awesome swag from our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. You can also enter to win a $30,000 escape pod trailer if you head to their website and enter to win. Just go to breckbrew.com slash ingoodco, I-N-G-O-O-D-C-O. That's breckbrew.com slash I-N-G-O-O-D-C-O, in good CO, for more details on winning the $30,000 escape pod trailer. Good luck and be sure to tag us and our friends at Breck Brew when you support or when you submit your entry to win. And of course, check out the farmhouse if you're in the Denver area, their restaurant down at their brewery in Littleton. It's socially distanced set up for outside dining it was a little cold this week but the weather's going to get nice it's perfect for eating al fresco and guess what if you're more comfortable eating at home no problem you can still order curbside pick from noon to 8 p.m call 303-803-1380 use that magical code dnvr and get five dollars off your meal to bring your order right out to the car for you 
You can get any of the Breckenridge brews right there in your car. So check out the farmhouse, of course. And if you're outside of Colorado, check out the Breck Beer Locator to find where you can get some of those delicious Breckenridge brews. Breckenridge Brewery is the official beer of DNVR. All right, Mace, let's hop into the comment section and talk to our awesome members. First one's for you. Oh, is it from the count? It is from the county. Has oh. a long story about sandwiches. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> from Libby Hansen's How Proust Eats a Sandwich. Once all is assembled, I take my plated sandwich accompanied by the aforementioned cold salads to the garden table, gathering a glass of water and a napkin on my way. To eat a sandwich is a messy business. No matter how careful the construction, the risk of complete dissolution is always imminent. One should only consume sandwiches within the comfortable confines of one's home in the company of those who know you, know your limitations, and love you all the same. There is doubtless the uncouth unhinging of the jaw to accommodate that tremendous initial bite, followed by pleasant mastication and joyous gnashing. The devouring of a sandwich should be hasty business. On no uncertain terms should the sandwich be put back on the plate once the feast has begun. Already the precarious layers are trying to escape their doom. To that end, the drink should be sampled before beginning and conversation safe for after. No one can hold an intelligent debate with juices dripping down their chin and forearms, nor should they subject their companions to the jumbled mass within one's jowls. That is not to say the sandwich is not consumed with the greatest pleasure. Like a sunset or mountain vista, though similar in countenance to others, a sandwich has a unique quality that can only be saved for the briefest of moments. I think what that's saying is, yeah, it's great food, it's a messy food, don't eat it around others. <laughs> yes, I think so. Oh, man, I'm thinking back to that Reuben right now. It counts. You didn't let me know if you ever got your sandwich fix that, that uh, I said you needed to get. Yeah, exactly. I, I might have to get my sandwich fixed, though. <laughs> man i could do for a sandwich love you count yeah. next one from casper fellas the depth on the offensive line better than recent years if rogers is a bronco does the chance of cutting glasgow after this year increase so they can use that money to help pay for other guys to get a contract cough Devonte adams cough <laughs> well um, that depends what if uh, graham glasgow becomes one of aaron Rodgers' guys I mean, that's that. the other thing that comes into play here is, yeah, if you get Aaron Rodgers, he might want to bring as much of the band back together, but inevitably he's going to find new guys that become his guys. Right. And Graham mm -hmm. Glasgow could be somebody that becomes an, an Aaron Rodgers guy. So even though you'd save six million dollars and uh, you'd you'd have six million of dead money if you cut him in twenty twenty two. I wouldn't necessarily say that's a that's a guarantee. It's kind of like with with Peyton Manning. You know, he got to Denver. Bubba Caldwell became one of his guys to where Bubba Caldwell was going to be on the Broncos as long as Air, as long as Peyton, pardon me, Peyton Manning was on the Broncos. So, you know, in in theory, I could see that, but in practice, I mean, it's possible that Aaron Rodgers and Graham Glasgow could be like peas and carrots. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right there, Mesa. And uh, that that is something where if Aaron Rodgers wants him, then you're keeping him without a doubt. Let's say that another thing, another factor in this is what happens with uh, with Quinn Minerts and uh, Natani Muti? Do they explode onto the scene? Do they show that they're too good to be on the bench? And then you could save money by moving on from Graham. If Aaron Rodgers or whoever your quarterback is, isn't in love with him, well, then you probably do make that move to get one of those guys on the field and save some cash. Yeah, I think exactly. And that's something that uh, that 
could come into play as well. And uh, uh, the one thing uh, I was just thinking about this, though, let's say, you know, Aaron Rodgers says, I like this guy. I don't like this guy. Um, one thing that uh, could mess all this up is uh, what if George Payton says, I want to be the general manager. I don't want Aaron Rodgers to be my general manager. <laughs> <laughs> I waited my entire career for this, and this guy's making the roster decisions. <laughs> <laughs> well, he would have a Hall of Fame uh, quarterback, so I'm sure he'd be okay with that. I would like to think that George Payton, understanding that the closest he ever came to a Super Bowl was with Brett Favre as the Vikings quarterback, uh, knows that the value of somebody of Aaron Rodgers is ilk. Yeah, I would hope yeah. so as well. Definitely. Yes. Next one coming in from Sebastian Airbay. My boys, it's been a couple of weeks since I have commented, and I'm so sorry. I have had an incredibly busy couple of weeks. During those two weeks, I broke my pinky. Ow, not too fun, but I'm feeling a little bit better now. I really did take a bad time to take a break, though. What an eventful time. Of course, I've still been listening to the podcast every single day, but I have a quick outdated question for y'all. What was the worst draft pick of the first round? In my opinion, the Jaguars had the worst pick. No, not Trevor Lawrence. It was a 25th pick Travis Etienne. I just don't understand the thinking behind the pick. They have James Robinson and really don't need Etienne. But I want to tell y'all to have an incredible Wednesday, and I'll get back to commenting more more often now. Thanks for everything you guys do. Much love, Sebastian. We we'll love hearing from you, Sebastian. Sorry about your pinky. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that, and understandable that uh, you couldn't comment very much. I, I mean, I'm thinking about when I hurt my pinky. Typing was an absolute pain. I mean, beyond just the pain in the pinky, obviously. So glad you're feeling better. But, but that's, hey, that's no fooling if you're spinning it at a keyboard for, for all day. That, that's, a, that's a legit injury. So that being said, Sebastian, I think you're kind of right on uh, with that pick. And it's nothing against Travis Etienne, but uh, wh- why? You're set at running back. So many other directions that you could go that you could go in and get value there. The only thing that I can think of is that um, – Kind of what we said earlier about Aaron Rodgers. Maybe Trevor Lawrence is already kind of having some influence on the roster in Jacksonville that uh, he says, hey, you know, this guy, this guy Travis here, uh, I'd trust him with my life. Right. Let's see if we can get him in Jacksonville. Boy, I would have to think because the Jaguars knew they were getting Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, that they talked to him about him so much to make Mm -hmm. sure that that happened because yeah, that was a head scratching move. James Robinson just had an incredible year for them to do. That really was head scratching. Um, Some other ones, Mace, are there any other ones that I know the Raiders got crushed for Alex Leatherwood picking him at 17. Um, And so that, that was a little head scratching just because, and, and I think the Raiders even admitted that, uh, that he may have been available later, but they just wanted him. So I applaud them for getting their guy, but they could have got their guy later. They should have used that first round pick on someone else who they couldn't have got later. Yeah. How often does that work? By the way, do you remember uh, like Adam Gotts in 2016? It didn't seem like the value was there on that pick, but the Broncos thought that he wouldn't have gotten to them around later. Well, yep. I mean, then why are you reaching for him though? Uh, and, and that, and that's just, that, that kind of leads to trouble. If you think you can get a guy uh, 10, 10, 15 picks later, do what George Payton did. I mean, they, they made calculated trade downs thinking that, okay, one of the, at least one of these guys on our list is going to be available in a few picks. And turns out not only a few picks, you get to the end of, you get to the end of round uh, three. 
there you have Quinn Miners and Baron Browning. Boom. And so I, I think I think that that's you get into trouble where you start kind of focusing on one guy and worrying whether he's going to drop instead of just kind of having a bigger picture approach. Now, the interesting thing is, and I wouldn't categorize this in, in a pick that in terms of uh, what we're talking about with Leatherwood and, um, and ETN, but what we've learned in terms of reports about the uh, trade offers that came to the Broncos uh, at pick nine, uh, we know that the bears were offering, were, were offering the package that ultimately the giants took to Carolina at pick eight and Denver at pick nine, which would have, which of course include a first round pick next year. And frankly, given the fact that you could have moved down and, and still gotten Caleb Farley or, uh, or Greg Newsom, if you wanted to go corner Sertan, I really hope he's a hall of famer because if not, I think uh, the thing that could have been more valuable for the Broncos would have been that first round pick from Chicago and uh, moving down 11 spots. Yeah. And Mace, you mentioned hall of famer that it, yeah. Sertan's got to be fantastic. You know, he, he's got to be mm-hmm. pretty much a consistent pro bowler and, and an yep. all pro type of guy for, for a top 10 pick, especially when you passed on moving back and you passed on a quarterback in Justin Fields and Mac Jones, he's, he's got to be fantastic. And, and there's really no reason that he shouldn't be fantastic, but those, those are the standards that, that, that he will be held to. Exactly. And, uh, Certainly, you know, for, be- for for better or for worse, fair or unfair, it's gonna be he's gonna be uh, measured against Justin Fields and the value that he brings to the Chicago Bears. It's mm-hmm. you know, is it fair? Probably not, but it kind of is what it is. And and again, it comes down to what they like. I mean, clearly they love Pat Sertan, uh, and I think Pat Sertan is an is an excellent cornerback prospect, no doubt. Caleb Farley drops not because he doesn't have the talent because he had the injury uh, that uh, that resulted in back surgery in recent weeks. And it's fair to say that uh, the risk reward ratio, I think, was right for where the Titans took him in the early 20s. But um, when you're the Broncos and you're kind of in the position they are, unless it's a quarterback, I don't think you're in a position where you say, okay, let's turn down a really good deal that nets future capital that can be used for a quarterback potentially, whether in trade for a veteran or in a trade to move up. Uh, I, I don't think that you're in a position to turn that down and say, okay, we want this one guy when quarterback is still a huge question. It's just, if the Broncos were in a different spot, if Drew Locke had played well last year and shown that he was clearly the guy to the point you're not bringing Teddy Bridgewater, you're not bringing competition, then I think, okay, you can go ahead and uh, make that move at nine and pick Sertan. But having that offer from the Bears, I think uh, that's the one thing you can question here in terms of what the Broncos did. Mace, until you have a quarterback and you're sure you have a quarterback, everything, every move has to be made through, every big move has to be made through the lens of how are you going to get that quarterback. So I agree with you because that's a big move there. Next one coming in from Orange and Blue all over. Fellas, I agree with you on Jerry Judy being – Jerry Judy being just potential, but view Sutton as a better wide receiver than Devontae Adams. Sutton's number with his quarterback play is more impressive than Adams play with the Hall of Fame quarterback. Sutton has looked like a beast and put up good numbers with not only poor quarterback play with constant change at quarterback. The guy still makes it happen. Hall of Fame quarterback elevates receiver so much. I think you always end up overpaying. If Rodgers really wants him, then sure, go get him. But otherwise, I prefer Sutton short and long term, especially if Adams requires additional draft capital when they will be very short on 
after Rogers trade. Well, I think this is a, uh, a, a good point that you brought up here, but I think there, there's two things that you're, you're kind of not looking at Devonte Adams. He, couldn't have had better numbers last year, Mace. I mean, he led the league in touchdowns. Uh, he had over 100 catches, over 1,300 yards, nearly 1,400 yards. So I, I don't think just equating that to a Hall of Fame quarterback is fair. What he did was pretty much unbeatable by any other wide receiver. So I think you knock him a little bit. I would agree with you if it was like a 900-yard season, but uh, it wasn't. And the other thing that you do have to take into account here, Mace, is Cortland Sutton is coming off a very serious injury. Now, everything looks good all signs everything we've heard are very good but that does factor into this a little bit yeah i think i think it does there's another thing to consider zach and it sort of hit me here of course Devonte adams it, you know he's older than Cortland sutton he's Devonte adams is a third contract guy Cortland sutton is a second contract guy and something to watch out for here is um Let's say Aaron Rodgers becomes a Bronco and Devontae Adams is not a part of it. Now, Devontae Adams isn't in, in the same position as Aaron Rodgers, where I think he's get, where he would sit out the year rather than play for Green Bay. I think he would come back and play for the Packers this year in his contract year. But Aaron Rodgers gets Cortland Sutton and Cortland Sutton absolutely balls out and they find some chemistry. But Cortland Sutton is younger. So it's possible that you might be looking at a situation where Cortland Sutton does well working with Aaron Rodgers this year, but the knowledge that you can have Devontae Adams on his third contract compared to Cortland Sutton on his second contract, and Adams might be cheaper, a little bit cheaper, might lead you to have a year with Cortland Sutton working with Aaron Rodgers, and all of a sudden Devontae Adams comes in as a free agent, and Cortland makes the huge big, the huge big money premium top three wide receiver salary elsewhere. I mean, how about that? That would be crazy. That'd be a bold move. Or, I mean, if you want to just go completely nuts here. Let's do it. <laughs> completely nuts would be Cortland Sutton balling out and you give him the franchise tag and then you sign Devontae Adams in free agents. <laughs> <laughs> and then in 2021, your your top three receivers are Cortland, Devontae, and Jerry Judy. Oh, my Man, God. And then no offense, your tight end. Oh, my God. And KJ Hamler coming off the bench. You think you think Aaron Rodgers had a great set of targets in Tampa? Woo! <laughs> oh, Tom Brady. We'll yeah, see you exactly. and we'll raise you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. I love dreaming. Let, let, let's dream of that. I like that a lot, Mace. Oh, why not? Let's if we're gonna dream, we're gonna dream big, right? I mean, let's have a little fun <laughs> exactly. with it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Aussie. Okay, my journey to the past Broncos greats. Speaking of receivers. Let's talk about Haven Moses, a first-round pick of the Buffalo Bills in 1968, traded to the Broncos in 1972. He's not a Hall of Famer, but was an amazing wide receiver, silky smooth and route running, great hands, and clutch when it mattered big time. While you have to remember the game was so much different in those days, as our 1977 Super Bowl team proves. His stats that year in the passing game were 27 catches for 539 yards, four touchdowns. Double that these days. Wide receivers were downfield players. None of this passed for three yards and then get your yards after the catch. Moses was smooth like a knife through hot butter. At this point, we had suspect QB play. Craig Morton to me is case Keenum today. But Moses was clutch and made many special plays that grew what we call Broncos country today. A great Bronco for all time. That's a great point, although I'm going to disagree with you on what Craig Morton was 
1977 because that was that basically the dead ball era of the NFL. And, and in fact, it was so, it was such an offensive, a, a defensive centric era. Par, pardon me, that literally the result of 1977 and the way play had gotten so stultified on the offensive end was to make the massive changes in in terms of in terms of coverage that prevented defenders from from chucking a guy with it from chucking a guy beyond five yards from the line of scrimmage. And so Craig Morton that year, Zach, was fourth in the NFL in passer rating, trailing only Bob Greasy, Roger Staubach, and Pat Hayden. Craig Morton today, that sort of season, an 82.0 passer rating, that would be like posting a 107 or 108 passer rating in 2020. Okay. And he was, and he was, he was AFC offensive player of the year that year. So I get what you're saying, Ozzy, but based on the standards of the day, Craig Morton had an amazing, had an amazing and efficient season. And the other thing is you talked, you talked to guys on that Bronco team. And even though a lot of them were, were already in place by the time 1977 dawned, they point to two guys that brought everything together. One was Red Miller, who replaced John Ralston, and the other was Craig Morton coming in and stopping a little bit of a carousel that had taken place in 1975 and 1976 at the quarterback position as the Broncos were trying to figure out life after Ring of Famer Charlie Johnson. Mm, yeah, there you go, Mace. Great history lesson there. And Ozzy, like Ozzy points out, Haven Moses averaged just under 20 yards per catch. That is uh, pretty incredible right there. Certainly taking advantage of all of his 27 catches. Yeah, and something we want you to take advantage of is Gabby Insurance because you deserve better. And lots of members and staff at DMVR put their car and home insurance policies to the test with Gabby and saved hundreds of dollars. Dean Line Co., you know him as Eric Weedham, or you know him as Dean Line Co. on Twitter, saved over $1,300. So let me tell you about Gabby. It stands for Get a Better Insurance. G-A-B-I, Get a Better Insurance. Easy to remember. And getting a better insurance with Gabby means getting a better price for the same coverage because Gabby is the one true comparison platform that gives you real rates and apples to apples comparison of your coverage with, with 40 of the top insurance providers, including names like Progressive, Nationwide, and Travelers. Here's what you do. Use your current insurance information to get started. In just minutes, you'll be able to see quotes for the exact same coverage you currently have, and it's free to use. That's what we did. It took, takes only minutes to do. Gabby customers save on average $961 per year on average. And guess what? They will never sell your info. So no spam, no robocalls. Don't need to worry about being bothered because you put your info in over at Gabby. They will make sure it's protected and you have nothing to concern yourself with. So put your policy to the test like we did and get a better insurance with Gabby. It's totally free to check out and there's no obligation. So go to Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I dot com slash DNVR. Mace have some breaking news right now for the podcast listeners brought to you by manscaped.com. 
Manscaped has released their Lawnmower 4.0. I never thought it would happen because the Lawnmower 3.0 was so good, but they have released the Lawnmower 4.0 and it is available for purchase in the United States and Canada. Guys, they just dropped this and you need to get your hands on it. And if you do, use the code DNVR to get 20% and free shipping at, over at manscaped.com. Guys, this has a ceramic blade and skin safe technology to make sure you are extra safe. And what makes this trimmer different than all other trimmers is it has an on-off switch that can engage a travel lock. So it's perfect for people who like to travel. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn on and off the LED spotlight. So you need it when you, or you, you can use it when you need it. And it also allows you to customize your trim through additional guard lengths with sizes one to four. And looks wise, guys, it is super sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamped black chrome manscaped logo guys this is all in a trimmer can you believe it and of course now they have wireless charging the lawnmower 4.0's new wireless charging system uses electromagnetic induction which can help battery length last longer and you can get this at 20 percent off by using the code dnvr so make sure we all re-up and get the lawnmower 4.0 and use that code dnvr over manscaped.com also want to tell you about a new partner, Solace Meds, a premier dispensary for you guys with smoking hot deals to offer. Solace Meds has four convenient Colorado locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, Off-Broadway, and then one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Solace has some great deals this month, including 20% off all Glacier Concentrates, 20% off all Mile High Extractions, 20% off CBN gummies, two for $25 off Koala and Solace 100 milligram bars, 15% off any three grams of Connoisseur concentrates, and buy three, get one free for the entire store. Remember, all of these amazing deals you can take advantage of and get the additional 20% off your entire purchase when you use that code DNVR20 at checkout. Solace Meds makes your cannabis shopping a delight. You can head on over to their website, view their menu, order online, and pick it up at your nearest Solace Meds location at your convenience. Just head on over to solacemeds.com and purchase from there. And remember, use that code DMVR20 and get 20% off your purchase. There is no better way to support DMVR than by supporting our partners. So get online and purchase or head on over to one of their four locations and get the best customer service and 20% off your purchase. And remember, 20, DMVR20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase every time. Check out solacemeds.com, S-O-L-A-C-E meds.com and let's move on because we hear again from the, the count in the comment section who says dan neal is not as heralded as he should be love the count mm, i agree with this mace what do you think he, he was a uh, he was a very good guard fit very well in the offensive line back in the late 90s early 2000s and would have played longer injuries brought his career to a premature end there uh after 2004 and uh, uh and it kind of started him to slide but he was a he was he was a good solid player not somebody that you're talking about as a pro bowler but somebody that you could count on you didn't you didn't worry about his guard spot when he was in there yeah and mace i mean when when exactly like you said when he was healthy before 2000 uh before 2005 he was someone that you could count on and was a staple on the broncos line Absolutely. Got a couple of Super Bowl rings as well. Mark IT smash. Hey guys, it is a fact in sports that some teams are more likable than others. When a team is as successful as San Francisco in, is in their history, it draws that begrudging respect. 
which comes with more than one guy. And they've had their share of unsavory and polarizing characters we all want on our team. I'm sure Terrell Owens and Owen Smith is on someone's list. Who is on yours? Oh, okay. Mace, where are you going with the 49ers? Um, I mean, they're if we're talking just about on-field talent, um, Charles Haley, Hall of Fame pass rusher, absolute crazy human being. <laughs> the stories about him, uh, well, you could some of the wilder stories are um, in, a, in, in a book that Jeff Perlman wrote about the 1990s Dallas Cowboys called Boys Will Be Boys. And I can't tell them on this podcast because they involve a portion of the male anatomy that um, if we really get into the details of this, uh, we would, uh, we'd, be, we'd be having an X-rated podcast right now. <laughs> wow. So just, just Google just Google and, and, and if you want to find out, it's just, let, let's just say that literally during meetings, he made sure to find pleasure in himself. Oh, wow. Holy cow. Okay. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, that's that all I'm going to say. That's it. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, I'll go a very different direction here. Um, I'm going to go with Richard Sherman, and this is probably an answer I'll have with the Seattle Seahawks as well. Uh, Richard Sherman is a guy who has irritated me since Super Bowl 48 so much. He got on my nerves so much just just with, you know, how much smack he talks. He's, I think he's a very irritating, frustrating guy. But if he's on your team, Mace, I have to imagine you absolutely love it. And also, he's obviously a really good player. So you'd love to have him on the field. You'd love to have that smack talk uh, on the field when he's on your team. But he just gets under my skin when he's not under your uh, when he's not on your team. Yeah, that's that's a great that's a great point. So uh, I'm fascinated to see where this goes. That that was actually that was a little easier than some other teams. Like it's kind of hard with the Cardinals. <laughs> yeah, start this I off mean, with maybe the most difficult one ever. Oh my gosh, and it not it wasn't that much easier with the Rams, but uh, yeah, the Niners were, were were getting there. Ohio Bronco lx and i was reading your comment to, to get it right hey guys i've been listening to you guys for years and finally decided to join the fam got him hey got him i am from columbus ohio might be the biggest bronco fan in ohio hence the name ohio bronco lx lx is my name it's pronounced like lx not e lex so alex with an e Anyway, now that my intro is over, LOL, why do you guys think Drew has amazing support from his teammates? I mean, Von Miller said this kid's going to be a rock star. Other teammates have said similar things. I personally think Drew is going to shock the world. That's if we don't get to Sean or Aaron, give the man time, live in a microwave society these days. Best regards, Ohio Bronco Elks. Well, love it that you're rolling with us, Ohio Bronco, Alex. Thank you so much. And I'm happy that you pointed out Von Miller saying good things about Drew Locke because Mace... Von Miller has said this about every quarterback that the Broncos have ever had, starting with, you know, Tim Tebow. And then of course, Peyton Manning, which he was right about Peyton, but he said good things and had high praise about every single quarterback. So, uh, you know, even the ones that haven't worked out. So I wouldn't put too much stock in what Von says. He's just always going to be a supportive teammate. He's always going to have his quarterbacks back, uh, and, and praise them, uh, to high heavens. Uh, but I think other guys are having his back because, 
what are you going to do? I, I, I would be shocked if guys weren't having his back. That would mean that he's not trying. And I think one of the reason why guys have his back is because he is trying Mace and they see that he's trying. And now we'll see in, in training camp, you know, if all the work that he's put in this off season has paid off. Yeah. I mean, I think, what are they going to say? They're not going to, they're not going to tear the guy down. Uh, when, when he, like you said, he is putting in the work right now to, to try to get better. And uh, that's why the newsworthy thing would be if they didn't say what they're saying, then, then right. I think you'd have real cause for concern. Now you've got another quarterback in there in Teddy Bridgewater. And um, of course uh, you wonder what the comments are going to be about him uh, also, also being in the mix because he's at this point, He's getting 50% of the first team reps. He's going to get as many first team reps as Drew Locke does, unless they bring in Aaron Rodgers. And of course, uh, the other thing is, and it does not surprise me from players, you've heard nothing on social media about Aaron Rodgers. And that is with good reason. Um, every guy, everybody knows that uh, if a player goes out and makes some kind of comments on Twitter and in an interview about Aaron Rodgers, uh, the T word tampering potentially comes into play. And I think with all respect to Drew Locke, I don't think there's a player on that team who would not want Aaron Rodgers uh, to possibly come in there. From the Danimal. Semi-Broncos related comment here since it's about, it's about our man Timmy T. Regardless of what all the whiners in the media are saying, I think the Jags pulled a genius move with this. What better way to insulate and develop what's being touted as the second coming of Johnny Unitas than to put a natural-born leader over his shoulder who can be a conduit for the new coach, shift media focus, put butts in the seats, and make the season all-around exciting. Jacksonville may for once have enough ticket sales that people in Florida can watch the game on TV. Mind-blowing, I know. People need to stop complaining about Cap being unemployed. It's not like the NFL called the Jags and said they can only pick between Cap or Tebow. One signing has nothing to do with the other. I'll take a great locker room guy any day, and I'm genuinely excited for, the, for once the good guy is getting an opportunity even if it is essentially just a pr move have a great day danimal well it's really interesting mace with with what could be going on here it could be total pr move and it could be a, a way to just take all the attention away from trevor lawrence and if that's the case i i totally get it but i think that there's uh i think they really hope that he makes the team here which would just be absolutely wild and uh, about comparing it to the cap situation or colin kaepernick if Tebow was being signed as a quarterback, then I would 100% agree it, uh, agree with this. But Tim Tebow is being signed as a tight end, so I, I don't really see the, uh, the the similarities here. And actually, one interesting thing is Tim Tebow has not been signed yet, which is interesting. Yeah, and there are rumblings that uh, it's not going over very well in the Jaguars locker room, so it could be another um, misstep. And, and that's another thing. Like, is is he a great locker room guy? Well. He's not a bad locker room guy, but uh, when he was with the Broncos, I know that, uh, you know, he, he was the quarterback, but he wasn't universally loved in that locker room. I think that there were, there were some who thought that uh, uh, he was basically kind of playing for the crowd, playing, playing up to the playing uh, for attention a little bit from time to time. And uh, I think it, it rubs some people the wrong way. I know this one uh, on that team in 2011, there was some frustration among some corners of the locker room uh, that he got all this attention for working hard yet. All the, the other players like, yeah, you know what? We work hard too. And <laughs> right. but, it's, but we only talk about Tim Tebow. So I just, you know, 
I don't, I don't actually don't think it's the greatest room move for the locker room either. I'll, I'll just mm. say that right now. Um, think it's a, I think he, he certainly knows how to play to the public and, um, but I don't know that it, it's going to go over well with everybody else, especially when you're talking about a guy who literally you're asking him to, to do something he's never done. I mean, it feels like, it feels like urban Myers is doing a favor for a guy who, who played well for him in college a long time ago. So yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of this move at all. And you know what? There were people in the Mets organization who resented bringing in Tebow as well and resented moving him up the ranks, even though he really wasn't pr- pr- playing it even close to a high level. It's just, it's, it's taking an opportunity away from somebody else who probably has earned a chance. Yeah. And, and that that's fair, Mace. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm all for it. I'm here for the, uh, the madness that it's going to bring. I, I love it. Give me Tim yeah. Tebow. <laughs> all righty. Some people call me the space cowboy. Not going to lie. I'm kind of bummed that the Broncos didn't get a London game this last season. Is that something the NFL is to make up the teams or no? Do players maybe feel like they were spared an extra long road trip? I saw Broncos at Giants week one. Locke versus Jones feels like, like a nice start for both hot seat quarterbacks. Certainly it does. I mean, even if it's uh, not Aaron Rodgers versus Daniel Jones in the quarterback matchup, it's an intriguing one, even though it'll be kind of a, a regional game that won't be seen by many if it's Drew Locke and Daniel Jones as a starting quarterbacks in week one. Also, uh, uh, Broncos not going to London this year. Of course, that's another thing that we have kind of learned about the schedule. It would have been the Jaguars game. The Jaguars game is going to be in Jacksonville. So at some point, the Broncos would like to get to London. It's just not going to happen in 2021. And the Broncos will get there. Uh, every yeah. team is guaranteed to be there, I think, but in the next five years or, or by 2028 or something like that. So the Broncos will get it. A bummer not to see it, but also Mace, not really a bummer not to see it because if we want to have, you know, a big party out there where all of us go out there and we have a great mm-hmm. week with our friends uh, overseas and the stadium is packed, we're not certain that that's going to be the case this year. So I would rather wait a year or two when we can do that without any questions uh, because there's a chance that the Broncos go next year and then they don't go for eight more years after that. So I would way rather wait one more year to be able to get the full experience than have the experience cut short a little bit this year. Yep. Very good point. And Dak Logan. Hey guys, tonight we'll find out who's on the Broncos schedule. The discord has found out about a few leaks. And it looks like the Broncos might play five of their first seven on the road. What do you think about this? Well, um, I think kind of, kind of based on, uh, on what we've learned so far, don't think they play five of the first seven on the road. So I don't, I, it's not that it is front loaded with the first two road games, uh, to open up, but, uh, it's it balances out with two home games right after that, and it stays pretty balanced for uh for most of for most of the rest of the year. It would appear. Yeah, it, it, in uh the first six games at least, at least three of them are at home. We know that, so uh so you don't have to worry too much about that. But it is interesting that you know Mace, along with the uh, the easy games to start, with two of them being on the road and East Coast trips. That's that could be a little tough, but also the team will be fresh. So maybe it'll make those back to back East Coast road trips a little easier. I would actually offer this um, and something worth checking into. Are the Broncos going to stay back east after that? I would think that would be a logical play. And maybe uh, between the Giants game and the Jaguars game, 
Uh, perhaps they're going down to uh, IMG in Florida, which is where some teams have trained. Uh, there's the facility over at the Greenbrier in uh, at White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia, that has been used for training camps. Uh, maybe the Broncos end up in one of those places. Probably, I would guess more likely IMG, uh, just because that's in Bradenton, that's in Florida, and it would kind of make a lot of sense to kind of acclimate for the heat that they're going to face in Jacksonville. Maybe the Broncos actually go down to go down to Florida for a few days and get their practices in and don't come back East after week one, man, it would make a lot of sense to do that. And we haven't seen the Broncos. I mean, Mace, when was the last time the Broncos did, did that where they practiced for a game coming up that wasn't the super bowl and it wasn't an international game. Um, to my knowledge, it's not in the years I've covered the team. I go back to, uh, with the exception of a couple of years, I go back to Oh two. That's never happened in that time frame. And I doubt you really saw that happen much before O2 anyways. I feel like right. that's more of a new age thing. So, so I would love I'm to looking, see that. I'm looking at that schedule and I'm thinking that probably the thing they do is uh, after they play the Giants, they ought to catch a flight down to Florida and go practice there and, and, and base themselves there for the week before they play the Jaguars. Yeah, I, I would like that a lot. And Mace, I think last one coming in from Mrs. Quill. Fellas, assuming we don't land Rodgers, do we think there's any chance that a trade for Gardner Minshew is explored? I know Peyton seems happy with Teddy and Drew, but I'm fascinated with Minshew's upside. Miss Quill, I'm fascinated with Minshew's upside and who he is as a player and definitely who he is as a person. But unfortunately, when the Broncos made the trade for Teddy Bridgewater, I think it eliminated that from happening. I would agree. And I think with Minshew, now that it's gone on this long, I think the Jaguars probably sit on him through the summer and he becomes somebody who gets traded to a team that loses a quarterback to injury in August. So if you have, like, remember how Sam Bradford seemed to get hurt early uh, from time to time? Yep. You have a situation like that that pops up with some, in somebody's camp. I think that's where Gardner makes you goes. Yeah, that's a great point. And then also it makes sense for the Jags because they've already found a, a backup uh, in, in place of him for Trevor Lawrence. And then also they would be able to get the most value out of Gardner Minshew by doing something like that. And Mace, they're not in a rush to move him right now. Why would you be in a rush to dump Gardner Minshew? Just wait till the price is as high as it's going to be. Yeah, exactly. I think you just kind of sit, wait, see what this landscape looks like, because there's probably a team that might be desperate and give you a third round pick by that point to make sure they got a quarterback in their fold who can start. Yep, exactly. Mace, I've really enjoyed this podcast and we're going to be live again tonight at 6 p.m. to break down the entire Broncos schedule. So make sure to tune in with us on YouTube, guys. And before we get out of here, got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They're part of our family and make sure to become part of their family as well because they treat you like family over there at Green Mountain Dental. When you get a major procedure done, the dentist calls you a few days later to make sure that you're doing okay. That's the experience that we have had over there we go to green mountain dental they come into the dnvr bar it's one big happy family and they are great they're a great family-owned dentist practice and they give you 
a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam over at Green Mountain Dental. And there's no better way to brush your teeth than with a free Sonicare toothbrush. So make sure to check them out. They're only a 15 minute drive from downtown Denver and a longtime DNVR partner. And you guys know that supporting our partners is supporting us. So make sure to check them out, schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam over at Green Mountain Dental, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Well, Mace, that'll do it for us today. Thank you so much for rolling with me. And thank you all so much for rolling with us. We really, really appreciate it. And we really enjoy all of your comments and feedback. We will be live tonight. And then, of course, with you the rest of this week on the DNBR Broncos podcast. Have a wonderful Wednesday. How long's it been since you had Roll out the truck and took a country drive Flying cotton